This is Passion for Your Passions, a podcast about what makes life worth living. I'm Krista. And I'm Julie. And today we are discussing filmmaker Taika Waititi. So this is a Krista episode. Um, I'm kind of weird in that I don't pay a lot of attention to directors. I'm more of the, I need to know every score composer. Um, so basically before she started talking about him, I was like, who's that? Oh, I guess I like all of his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but you watched all of Nick Cage. So that's like kind of similar. Yeah, but he's also an actor. It's the equivalent of liking a band. But do you care about just the singer? Or are you caring about the random bass player? Kind of like feel I guess Uh, well so I think what's a little bit strange with me is I don't typically do this this is pretty rare for me to like something this much I guess I don't know like I think with me it's just I kind of am just a fan of him and I find that in general when I watch Taika Waititi's movies and tv shows or whatever that I just tend to like them yeah I think You've gotten me to watch them, and then, I mean, in passing, I've seen a couple, but I'd say it's mostly you that's kind of gotten me liking him. Okay. Well, to start with a couple little fun facts about him, just because I think it's a little bit interesting. Um, Apparently, he's done a lot of different things. He really didn't start being a filmmaker until he was about 30, which I just kind of think is interesting. And when he first started in his career, he was Taika David Cohen. (laughs) Hmm. Because apparently, like, his heritage is a little bit interesting. His mother is, like, Russian Jewish. And then his father is Maori, which is, like, the indigenous people of New Zealand, if I'm understanding that correctly. Uh, So he is from New Zealand, which you do get a lot of that in his films and things. But I just think it's, I don't know, (laughs) I don't feel like I've heard too many people talk about his background. So when I was looking it up, I was like, huh. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I can't say I've ever heard of that blend of ethnicity. (laughs) Very specific. Well, you know, I mean, it is New Zealand. I mean, what do you expect of New Zealand? (laughs) I don't know much about New Zealand. (laughs) Except for Lord of the Rings, but, you know, I don't even think that that's very accurate. (laughs) That's like their airport has a big golem fish, like their international airport. And then Xena was also filmed there, and then they're like one of the best countries to live right now. (laughs) Well, you want to hear something else that's kind of funny? Is that uh, Taika Waititi, apparently he does a lot of commercials, too. And so one of the ones that he did is for Air New Zealand, which is, like, Lord of the Rings themed. Yeah. <laughs> and he's he's also in it. He plays Gandalf. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> because, you know, that's just what Taika does. Yeah. Well, actually, like, another kind of fun fact about that, though, about the whole him being uh, Russian, Russian Jewish and Maori, was that in one of his films, he did play Adolf Hitler, which he said was just a huge fuck you <laughs> to Adolf Hitler because he was Jewish and indigenous and played him. <laughs> which, I mean, you know, 
that's fair, but also it's pretty funny. Yeah, big middle finger. I dig it. <laughs> I just want it to be like springtime for Hitler, Hitler. <laughs> I mean, he kind of is. Have you seen Jojo Rabbit? No. Okay. Well, we can like kind of sit here and the next sort of part that I wanted to talk is about his films. So his film works, because that's kind of the one that I have more perspective of. I haven't seen as many of his TV shows because so he's made seven films and out of that I've seen six, which I think like the one that I haven't seen, I just think would be very difficult for me to see. <laughs> it's not that it's not possible. It's just like I think it was like one of his super indie early ones he did in New Zealand only or something. Gotcha. <laughs> I try hard enough, maybe. But I mean, I think out of all those movies, I think I think I have enjoyed them all in different ways. I think probably, you know, just to get it out of the way, the one that people know about the most would be Thor Ragnarok. Solid gold. <laughs> Which I mean, for a while that was probably my favorite Marvel movie. Uh just mainly because I think I like the jokes and the atmosphere and I mean, you know, I think that's mainly it. I just, I think, like, that was kind of at a time where I wanted those kinds of jokes in Marvel, and I think a lot of them landed, and I think I think Thor being a little bit goofier was just kind of nice, because I think before that, Thor just kind of didn't have a lot going on. <laughs> didn't Taika voice Cork? Yeah. Okay. He voiced Cork. He might have... He might have actually voiced a couple other people in there, but it might be, like, background type of people. But, yes, he's definitely Korg. And it's in his own, uh, I think, pretty natural Kiwi accent, which I have <laughs> to say is one of my favorite accents in the whole world. Especially because uh, one of the movies that I'm going to talk about, when you get a really good Kiwi accent and you get, like, people who are... I don't know, like bikers or something. It is the weirdest thing <laughs> because it's it's kind of this thing of like, oh yeah, I'm I'm a super punk, but also I just sound really lovable. <laughs> but I'm but I'm gonna stab you. <laughs> it's like lovable voice. I just I can't. That's too much. <laughs> but I think. So for me, the way that I was introduced into Taika Waititi, which. I think a lot of people were, is, um, oh gosh. What we do in the shadows? Uh, yeah, what we do in the shadows. I got, I was about to say something completely different. Yeah. What we do in the shadows, which I think is probably my favorite of his for comedy. Like that one is just a straight up comedy. And I think I would probably recommend this movie to most people because it's, I, I wouldn't, it's a little bit gory, so sometimes I have a little bit of trouble just with that. Like, I, I do have to preface certain people where it's, like, it's, like, slightly gory. But I don't think it's done in a way where it's going to scare you. <laughs> right. Just a little gory. The thing that's just funny about this is just, like, this idea of vampires and it not being, like, sexy, whatever, vampires. Mysterious. Yeah, they're not even really that, like, scary either. I mean, I guess they're kind of violent. They do kill people, but, like, they're just... 
very appropriate. Like, they'll have, you know, these manners about things. They've got their, like, old-fashioned ways. And it, it, it's really just this kind of almost, like, commentary piece that's supposed to be, like, what would it be like if vampires were in modern-day society? So I think the one part of it I will always explain to people is that there's this part where they're, like, planning to go out. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to go out on the town, so we have to attract humans so we can bite them. And so, you know, because there's the whole stereotype of vampires can't see in mirrors. So they're, like, having to, like, paint pictures of each other and, like, what they're wearing and then, like, show it to each other to be like, this is what you look like. Do you like your outfit? And they're just, like, modeling and trying to find a good outfit. (laughs) Yeah, I like the comparison when people say, I know it's more about the show than the movie, but they're like, what if vampires are real and they were pretty dumb? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And well, and I will say too that the other part that always cracks me up, especially with this one, is nudity that's like just very unexpected. <laughs> and I think like they do that a lot in this movie because there will be like these like paintings or like the werewolves. <laughs> the mm-hmm. werewolves always crack me up mainly because they're just like really regular looking dudes right (laughs) and so then they'll just be like oh you better take off your pants you don't want to rip those pants those are pretty nice pants (laughs) like just getting completely naked (laughs) it's like well i mean i guess this makes sense i mean i I guess if you didn't take off your pants you'd go for quite a lot of pants (laughs) right yeah they bring to light all the nuances and annoyances (laughs) yeah for sure so I think what we do in Shadows is just one I would recommend to anybody unless, I don't know, I guess unless for some reason you just really don't like comedy, in which case you're probably not listening to this podcast. In which case we feel sad for you. (laughs) Yeah, I feel very sad for you. (laughs) Then there's also, so like the other one that I want to talk about is the first one that he really got famous for, which is a movie that's called Boy, uh, which does kind of sound like the Kratos thing. (laughs) Boy? It is, I will say, it is really weird even in the movie, because the movie is really hard to explain, and I will say that Boy is definitely on the artsier side, so it's, it is kind of difficult to recommend it to people necessarily. Uh, So just like to give a little bit of background as to what this is about, is it's kind of about a very young boy I don't know. He's probably like 10. They say that age. I'm not sure if they ever really say how old he is. But he's in like this really bad situation where essentially he lives in this house and he's, there's like no parents around. And so like he has to watch all of these kids. I don't even know if they really like fully explain where all of these kids come from. Like maybe they're his cousins or something, but they're all younger than him. So, you know, he's like 10 and it's kind of like he's head of the house almost. (laughs) And then it's also kind of weird because, you know, he's young enough where he idealizes his father like quite a lot. Like he sees his father as a hero, even though at this point his father isn't around. I think maybe he's in jail or something. But um, he ends up coming back and it's kind of this weird story of this young kid who kind of learns that his dad, well, for one, is kind of an asshole. 
<laughs> but also that he's a person too. Oh, okay. It's really it is really strange. It's it's a kind of a longer story too. <laughs> and it takes a while to get there. <laughs> but it does get there by the end. <laughs> and I think like it was it was kind of this movie where it was weird because I think when I first watched it, I felt just like strange about it. Like I was like, hmm, I don't know how to feel. <laughs> But then I sat on it for a couple days, and I was like, you know what? Actually, I do think I really did like that movie. It's a thinker. Yeah, it kind of just, like, stuck with me after a while. (laughs) So, if you want to watch something on the artsier side, or, I don't know, artsy probably isn't even the right word. It's just, I don't know, it's not, like, it's not your straight blockbuster film, I guess. It's it's definitely more indie. (laughs) That sounds not, I mean... That's a hard concept as it is, like, to deal with as a kid or as an adult. So I can imagine the movie translating it is just as, like, uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it's... I I do really like the movie. And there are a lot of scenes that I think explain kind of what I'm talking about. It's just... it. I think it's a little bit long. Like, it takes a while for it to really get into, I don't know, like, the heart of it. Because I think, like, for a while, you know, you're, I mean, you know, I'm an adult, so, like, I'm watching this 10-year-old kid, and, like, I'm kind of frustrated with him in a way. <laughs> right. <laughs> because it's like, yeah, your dad is an asshole. <laughs> like, just he accept sucks. it. <laughs> yeah, you should just see this and stop idealizing him. But then, by the end of it, I think it does kind of reach that point where you're like, oh, okay, I do, like, I kind of get why he's like this, in a way. <laughs> So do you recommend this to, like, the average person, or is it more like, you know, get a feel for the person and go, maybe you'd like this? (laughs) So I think I would probably recommend his two other popular movies first. So the one, like, so basically the one that he is super famous for uh, is Jojo Rabbit, which I didn't really put on here, but I can talk about Jojo Rabbit a little bit. Jojo Rabbit is kind of like boy in a way. Like, see, this is a thing that I really like about Taika, that he does really well, is he's very good about explaining perspective in a way that's not pandering, I guess. Or maybe pandering is the wrong word, but like, he talks about things that are very difficult, but he does it in this way that's very approachable. So like, The whole story of Jojo Rabbit is, once again, it's about a boy, because apparently this is what Taika likes to do. Um, It's about this boy who he is growing up essentially right at the end of World War II. So it is about World War II in a a way, but honestly, it's kind of interesting because it's not about World War II that I've seen in many other movies, because it's not during the heat of the war. Like, it's basically right as World War II is ending. And it's the story of this kid who, like, he grew up, you know, like, when Hitler was very prominent. So for him, it's kind of just like a way of life. But he's also very young, so he kind of, he doesn't really know that it's wrong. Because, you know, he's probably, like, I would say that this this boy is probably less than 10. He's got to be, like, maybe in the 7-ish range. And so there ends up being this situation where his mom 
takes in a girl who is a Jewish girl, and it's kind of him learning to, like, accept the situation. (laughs) Okay. So, and I mean, I'm trying not to give way too much away, because there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of very, uh, bittersweet moments, I would say. <laughs> and it's it's hard to describe the movie without giving way too much away. But it, like, it is a very, I think it's a good movie. And that is definitely one I would recommend to most people. Probably of most age groups, I would say. There's uh, maybe the really super young. <laughs> maybe not so much that. But, like, you know, if you're approximately 10, I think you could handle it. <laughs> I, yeah, it's just, you know... Sometimes you wonder with little, little kids. I don't... (laughs) They probably wouldn't even like it anyway. (laughs) It's not a cartoon. Who cares? (laughs) Yeah. But I think, like, for most people, like, if you're looking for something that's bittersweet, which I always am, (laughs) I would say it's, it's bittersweet. And I think it's good. And I think the parts... The parts where it's really trying to make you think and really trying to make you understand what it would be like to be in that situation. You know, like, I think a lot of these situations that he has is it's, like, these situations where you wouldn't know any different. Right. Like, you, you're you in the thick of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just because, like, there's some things that were going on that were bad, it doesn't necessarily mean that a seven-year-old kid is fully aware of it. <laughs> If that makes sense. That makes sense. And then, yeah, and I mean, that's kind of the story. So, then the last one that I'll recommend, which I think this is probably my favorite Taika Waititi film, is uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, which I just recommend to everybody because I think that's a great movie. You know what? I'm going to sound like a broken record, but it's about a boy. (laughs) (laughs) Another boy has entered the playing field. (laughs) but look if you're gonna watch any of these i think this one and uh what we do in shadows what we do in the shadows but because like the thing that i really like about hunt for the wilder people is i really think it does that bittersweet thing really well and it's very watchable too like i think just all of the points that it's trying to hit in that one really work out because it's kind of, it's, it has this whole, like, misfit feel. Like, it's about people who are misfits and, like, trying to find a place in society when society doesn't want you, basically. And I think it just, it really hits all of those points. It, I don't know. That's another one that it's really hard to not just, like, spoil the hell out of. <laughs> Which I would love to do, to be honest. So if anybody would love to have an episode where I just, like, spoil a movie. (laughs) Movie spoilers episode. (laughs) Because, I mean, it's one of my favorite things. You know, also, I will say, I don't know if I've ever expressed this on this show, but one of my other favorite things to do is to explain the plot of something really bad. (laughs) It's like the Finding Nemo one where they're like, yeah, this guy's wife gets murdered and, like, all the kids get slaughtered and he's left with one and it gets stolen away by this like a, like this species that's not even the same as theirs and he has to track down the entire world that he's known and with a partner who has memory loss to try to find his son again they're like what's that movie? Finding Nemo <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's super dramatic well 
that or I love to just talk about the Odyssey because the thing that's really fun about the Odyssey is if you don't give a lot of context, it just kind of sounds like you are rambling, <laughs> like, about absolutely nothing. And it's like, no, I'm telling you, this is the book. <laughs> no, this is for real. <laughs> this is basically what happens. <laughs> he goes to sea for, like, 12 years. <laughs> and then he comes back and he murders everyone. <laughs> and antics ensue. There you go. <laughs> Just watch your Brother Rarathau. It's better. <laughs> Well, that's yeah. based on Homer and that the Iliad. Uh, I think it's... No, I think it is based on the Odyssey. I think it's weird. It might be based a little bit on both. Because I, I watched it somewhat recently, you know, like, thinking about that. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's kind of a little bit both. It's, it's very loose. Yeah. <laughs> it's very loose. <laughs> There's, like, uh, basically... He stabs a cyclops. <laughs> and I would say that's about as close as it gets. <laughs> There's sirens. They have sirens. Yeah, I guess that's fair. And, you know, he does go on a long journey and he ends up back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't think that he kills everybody, which, to be fair, is the best part about that's the That's what Odyssey. I was saying. I'm like, is it just cutting that big part of it? Like, just nicks all yeah. the murder? <laughs> because, like... I don't know. <laughs> for for anybody who wants just a really quick rundown of the Odyssey, uh, <laughs> he goes away for 12 years and then he comes back and there's this whole situation, right, where his wife has these people at their house. And so the idea is supposed to be that she's got to marry somebody because, you know, it's like the year 100 and you can't just be a single woman. That's not okay. <laughs> and so she's been like trying to hold them off. <laughs> Like, I, I waited for my husband to come back. Don't want to marry you. <laughs> and so then Odysseus finally comes back. And, like, instead of asking them to leave, or I don't know, maybe he does ask them to leave and I don't remember. But I'm really, honestly, I'm pretty sure he doesn't. I'm pretty sure he just <laughs> comes back and murders all the Murder. Them. <laughs> That's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you've been gone for 12 years, just come back and murder everyone. I mean... That's why you were gone for 12 years, is to meditate and decide, you know what? No one's worth saving. I'm going to murder them all. Well, yeah. And, you know, to be fair, also in the Odyssey, uh, all of Odysseus's men do get killed by, like, a kraken. Yeah. He had a lot going on, so, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm saying, when you talk about the Odyssey, it just sounds like you're drunk, <laughs> to be honest. Because there's very little plot besides he is going on a journey for 12 years and shenanigans ensue every <laughs> once in a while <laughs> that used to be all you needed to do to be a writer is just be like yeah <laughs> kraken kraken wandering about kraken, and then you go home and murder everyone and murder. <laughs> <laughs> well i think i think i did this in a weird order but i think it's time for story time <laughs> Okay, I'm going to tell a story about when I donated blood for the first time. So I was a very, very weird teenager in a lot of ways. And one of those ways that I didn't rebel in a traditional sense. So my parents forbade me from donating blood. So like the day I turned 18, I was like, I'm going to donate blood this year. Like I was so excited to donate blood because they never would let me. 
Yeah, because it was kind of a big deal where we went to high school. Yeah, it was like a weird thing. Yeah, they just would like come to our high school and like get people to give blood and everybody would, I don't know, be excited about it. I don't know. It was just a thing. (laughs) Yeah, but I was like, I'm going to donate blood. It's going to be awesome. And Krista, even for my birthday, like went and paid for me to get my ear pierced, my tragus. And like I had to have a certification of that sheet that my like piercing was from a legitimate business and I got it specifically so I could donate blood. <laughs> and so the process of donating blood, I guess, I don't know if every time I've done it since I haven't had to do it, but like at high school it goes like this. So it was kind of this weird thing that a lot of girls did at our high school where they knew they didn't weigh enough to be checked off to donate blood. So they would basically just, like, have a whole fit and make a big deal out of it and go down and make them weigh them and then, like, have a pissing party. And that's what happened ahead of me. There were three girls that were completely underweight and, you know, threw a big hissy fit about not having enough weight to donate blood. And then I come up after them. I have never looked underweight as (laughs) after I hit puberty, okay? That's just, I was always muscular. And so I come up and the nurse just looks at me and she's like, oh, you can go. And I went, what? Are you calling me fat? You don't even want to weigh me? And she just looked at me in fear, and I went, you're fine. I was just screwing with you. And she's like, oh, my God. It's just like those other girls. I'm like, no, no, you're fine. I was just I was just giving you a hard time. And then I had to do the interview. You have to do, like, a whole series of questions and interviews to make sure that your blood's not tainted or whatever. And yeah, they, and that interview is intense. Yeah, they gave me the hard ass, apparently. And... I mean, they grill you. They're, like, asking about your sex life. They're asking about, like, if you're, uh, gen- like, if you're gay. Because I remember <laughs> he was just like, are you, sexu- are, are you sexually active? I said no. And he looked at me. I'm like, not a damn day. You think I, <laughs> I was like, I'm a nerd. I don't pull anything, bro. <laughs> like, and then he's like, okay. And then he's like, what's your sexual orientation? I'm like, it doesn't only matter if you're a dude. And isn't that kind of, like, homophobic? And he's like, he was just getting really short with me. <laughs> I was like, it doesn't matter. I'm getting my, I'm going to donate blood. And then he asked about my piercing and I was like, bam, and like threw down my certification of the place I got it pierced from. And then out of nowhere, like the radio was playing and Jeff, or not Jeff, uh, Josh Groban came on and I started singing along and he just looked at me and he went, you like Josh Groban? I was like, uh, who doesn't? And then we sang Josh Groban together. (laughs) And so then he became like my best friend and then. He's just like, go get him, girl, and like push me forward. He was, <laughs> he was uh, like half black and I'm pretty sure gay. And so, yeah, he like pushed me forward. And I get up, and the guy who's like prepping me is this really big, really dark skinned guy. And he's a sweetheart. He's just talking to me. He's like, is this your first time? I said, yeah, I'm so excited. My parents wouldn't let me, and I'm 18, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> and he got me prepped. He's like, okay, well, I gotta, I have my breakup. So the next guy is going to just, like, make sure you're doing okay. Is that all right? I said, yeah. And the next guy did not like me. He was very rude. And they got, like, really intense because I was, like, bobbing my head. And they're like, what are you doing? And I said, uh, listening to invisible music. And they just stared at me. I'm like, no, I'm just weird, man. I'm fine. <laughs> just, like, just leave me alone. And then eventually, like, the first guy came back. He's like, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing pretty good. He's like, it's really cold in here. Are you okay? I was like, no, nah, I'm a polar bear. I said, white on the outside, black on the inside, and always warm. <laughs> and he just started laughing. 
And he's like, you're so silly. And I went, my dad says silly when he means stupid. Do you mean stupid? (laughs) And he's like, no, I just mean silly. I'm like, "Ah, okay, I was just checking. And then, so they take out everything and I'm like getting stitched up. And the guy leaves again and the second guy comes back up and he's just like really mean and doesn't want to talk to me. I'm like, okay, whatever. And my interviewer like came up as I like stood up, was about to walk. He's like, hey, where's your sticker? I said, what sticker? And he just goes, that fat ass didn't give you no sticker. Hey, fat ass! Like, he's, like, screaming at him. And he gives me, like, a whole, like, roll of stickers about donating blood. And I was like, yeah, I'm awesome. And then I had to go up three flights of stairs to my next class. And I was just, like, ghost pale, passed out, like, in my desk the rest of the time. So, yeah. No, it is, because I, I get blood pretty frequently, and it is definitely weird. Definitely having a good person is helpful. I've had times where I've had people who you can tell are just so nervous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, just so, inc- like, I don't know if it's their first time. I don't, I don't know, but I remember there was this one time I had this lady who, uh, like, my husband, he got, like, done and out pretty quick. And I think he was even behind me. But she just took so long. <laughs> like, every single step, it was like she double-checked everything. And then, like, even when I was there, she was, like, watching me the whole time. And I'm just <laughs> like, I'm, I'm good. I'm fine. <laughs> like, like, honestly, this is freaking me out more. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, I get it, because I've had nurses, and, like, when I've done any blood, where you can tell they just had, like, a traumatic event, and they're almost, they're not taking it out on you, but they're just, like, paranoid, and you're like, dude, <laughs> it's, it's okay. <laughs> you are currently scaring me. Yeah, like, you're making me worse, like, could you not? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, I will say, too, the one other, like, question that they'll ask you that always kind of, I just think is weird is they'll ask you about, like, hepatitis a lot. Well, yeah. Like, they ask you about hepatitis, like, four times. They're trying to trick you in case you're lying. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be like, oh, have you been near somebody who's had hepatitis recently? Do you have hepatitis? Have you ever used a needle with somebody who's had hepatitis? Have you ever lived with anybody who's ever had hepatitis? (laughs) Have you ever seen hepatitis? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, what what am I supposed to do if I have (laughs) Yeah. No, I have, like, I'm super pale, and I have huge healthy veins, like, ever since I was a kid. No one has missed my vein. So anytime someone seems kind of nervous, I'm just like, if you miss my vein, you will be the first ever. Because <laughs> they're huge. <laughs> and I am yeah. see-through. It's purple. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, I don't think that I have anything else, actually, that I want to specifically say about Taika. The only thing I will say is what we do in Shadows is also a TV show, which I do recommend. So you could watch the movie and watch the TV show if you feel so willing. They're different from each other, but I do recommend both <laughs> in different circumstances. I can agree. They're, um, they are, it is strange how they are different, like, because most things like this, you watch the movie first or the TV show first and they like, kind of line up. But for this case, it's different people. They do, uh, the people from the movie do make, like, one episode appearance in the show. 
but it's the same concept, but around a different set of people. And it's longer, obviously, so there's a lot more to it. But the show is very good. And it just, it works. Both work for different reasons. And so I think, like, uh, I would... I would probably recommend the movie over the TV show, just personally. Not not necessarily for any reason. I just, I think, like, to me, for me, I think the movie works better. But I, think I do it's just, also recommend the TV show. <laughs> I think it's just a commitment thing. So, like, telling you to watch this movie is a lot easier than to be like, oh, there's, like, five seasons of <laughs> this show. Uh, what I would probably do is if I was trying to introduce someone to either or, I'd probably show them an episode that I love. I always pick the, um, curse email chain episode as the episode that I show people. And like, if you like this, then let's watch the movie and then let's watch the show because the movie came out first. So, yeah. And I love Colin Robinson. Oh yeah. Colin Robinson. (laughs) And I love Guillermo. (laughs) I mean, I pretty much love all the characters for different reasons, but I just, I don't know, Colin Robinson, he just kind of cracks me up, especially with his, like, I don't know, his, like, passive aggressiveness. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Where he he just really tries extra hard to, like, bore people. (laughs) Yeah. It's great. Colin makes the show, I'd say. (laughs) Well, okay. So, yeah, if you, if you like Taika, watch Hunt for the Wilder People. And, I don't know, Thor Ragnarok. And what we do in Shadows, movie and TV show. Yeah! That's it. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) The next episode is Batman. I'm Batman. You're Batman. We're all Batman. Kraken. Kraken. Wandering about. Kraken, and then you go home and murder everyone. And murder. <laughs> <laughs>